0: Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast and leave a comment if you enjoyed the show. To follow on social media, at Matt Scaletti on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and LinkedIn. Feel free to shoot me a message, reach out. I'd love to hear feedback and wishing you an amazing rest of your week. Matt Scaletti here with a very special guest. Mr. Andrew Anderson is with me. Andrew is a world-renowned transformational coach, author, and speaker. His passion influences each individual to shatter limiting beliefs and transform their lives and businesses. From stuck or uncertain to grounded and free, Andrew's insights give you power as you learn how to level up in more ways than you ever thought possible. Andrew, welcome, my friend.
1: Thanks for having me, Matt. It's good to be with you. Good to be with your listeners. I appreciate the opportunity.
0: I appreciate you being here. Well, let's get things kicked right off. I don't think I know the answer to this. You're clearly crushing it in so many areas, business, personal life, etc. Were you always successful? Were you always success minded? Or what is your background? How did you get to this point? Uh,
1: in ninth grade, I was an extreme introvert and I walked around the halls of my high school without any friends. And you'll read about a sad story where I locked myself in the bathroom, standing on the toilet seat because I didn't want anyone to see me in there all by myself. So no,
0: (laughs) that's a true story. (laughs) That's a true story. Oh my. So how does that person become this person?
1: Well, uh, you get clarity on a life mission which is uh, what happened for me that year of high school. And uh, I figured out exactly what I was put on this planet for. And that's when everything changed.
0: I love it. How how do you know to that point when you said, you know what you were put on this planet for? And I just know from, I mean, myself and talking to other people, how do you find what you were put on this planet for? Well,
1: i'm glad that you asked because this is what i do with people every single day let's let's just ask i'm going to pretend like uh like you're the listener okay and i'm going to talk to you as if you're an actual person and then they're going to put themselves in your seat would that be okay
0: that's perfect yeah i'm in
1: whatever you want so matt i mean the question is like who were you called to serve and a lot of times that that question can be pretty daunting but in reality, we're always best prepared to serve the person that we once were, right? So who am I best prepared to serve? I'm best prepared to serve maybe that 14-year-old kid. Or maybe it's that uh, 28-year-old man that went through the divorce. Or maybe it's the guy that's fighting for a relationship with his daughters currently. You know, so we're, we're always best positioned to serve the person we once were. So the first question that we ask is, who do
0: you believe
1: that you are best positioned to serve in this world? That's where we start with the life mission.
0: That's so good. Who are you best prepared to serve? Yeah. And so the, then you answer that and that, that just starts this snowball. Oh, will go for it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then we go to
1: question number two and the question is, okay, what unique gifts do you have to offer that they desperately need? And maybe it's just perspective. Maybe it's just your experience or maybe you truly do have something that you have crafted in a professional way that, that you can say listen i have a solution for you but we all have unique gifts and talents that we have been fostering throughout our lives to best serve those that desperately need what we have
0: i agree with you 100% so that's two is that is there is there a three like you got me sitting here going what what yes. else got? <laughs> you just keep asking until i tell you we've reached the end i will i definitely will
1: so question number 3 is what is so important to you about using those unique gifts to serve that specific group of people. So when you can recognize what what is what, what what's important to you about that? Everyone has a reason because maybe it's I would never want to have to go through what I went through again or because God told me to or because I made a promise to so and so, right? And when we can tie who it is we're called to serve, what gifts we have with a deep, deep purpose, a meaning. Then we get to question number four, which is when you're doing that, what does that do for you? And most often people will say, oh my gosh, it lights me up. I'm in, I'm in a place of passion. I just, I'm so happy or it, it brings me to tears. You get into an emotional state and that emotion is what makes you move.
0: I love that. Oh, those questions are so good. Should we go through one more time? Let's just wrap them up. Number one,
1: who were you called to serve? Number two, what unique gifts or talents are they in desperate need of that you can provide? Number three, what's so important to you about that? And then number four, what does that do for you? And all this culminates into the final question, the fifth question, which is, so why are you here? And if you can answer that question, then you now have a life mission statement.
0: Oh, that is so good. And and I'm as you're describing, and I'm looking at the questions that you asked, it seems like if you can get the first four, that will help you with why are you here? Is that fair to say?
1: That's right. Because question number five is, it's just you put all those together. So for example, who am I best positioned to serve? I'm best positioned to serve those who are at a place where they don't feel like they have spiritual strength in their life. What unique gifts or talents do I have to offer them? I can listen in a way and see things and pull things out of people that I've not been able to see others do in a coaching, counseling, or therapy way. What, what's important to me about that? I believe that this is what God has asked me to do in my life. What does that do for me? It seriously lights me up. Like I get excited, I will jump up and down and I will fist pump when I'm able to do that. So, why am I here? Well, my mission in life is to bless my brothers and sisters who I believe to be God's children to live a higher level of spiritual strength and influence as many as possible.
0: I mean, you just, I love how you just know that. And I'm sure, is that something that you look at often or it's just just such a part of you now that you know why you wake up every morning? Yeah, do you
1: look at your heart often? It's just there, it's beating, it's doing what it's supposed to do. And when our life mission becomes ingrained in us and provides life just like our heart does, then it's just, It drives everything.
0: That's so true. Oh, this is good. I I, I knew it was going to be good. I didn't know we were going to dive deep so quick. I love this. This is awesome.
1: We don't mess
0: around. (laughs) Okay, so why then, and I know this is, I think this is the type of people that you work with. Why do some have these limiting beliefs of, and I'm just going to use one as an example, or you can change it and use your own they're at a job they don't like but they will never leave it. What's the reason how do we get these limiting beliefs and how do you help people just smash them?
1: Yeah. So in one simple word, the reason we get them is because of deceit. And and your listeners like, "What is he talking about?" That's what I was thinking. I'm curious. Yeah, deceit. What does that mean? We have been deceived and we've believed things to be true about ourselves and about the world and therefore We have all of these limits about what we are capable of and what the world needs that we have to offer. And when those beliefs continue to wire and fire together in our neural pathways, then we create our reality and we don't see the world as it is. Our perception of the world is our projection of ourselves. We're projecting ourselves out on the world and we think the world is us, but that's not true. And so what we do is we get stuck in a place of deceit. We believe things to be true that aren't true, like monsters in the closet and Easter buns.
0: <laughs> That's a really good point. So we believe them to be true. And I'm sure I still have them. Maybe some I don't even know that I have. How do you then overcome them if it's been ingrained in somebody for 30, 40, 50 years?
1: Yeah, so what I do... As a master practitioner of what's called neurolinguistic programming is I have a five hour process that I take someone through and, and we go deep and we do what a recent client of mine said that her counselor couldn't do in 21 years of working with her. So how do we do that right here right now today, let me give you let me give your listener something that they can just answer immediately. Uh, let's say Matt, you come to me and you say, "Andrew, I can't build my business because I'm not good looking enough," <laughs> which I don't believe to be true. I think you're a good looking man, but I whatever, that. The, yeah, whatever the reason is, whatever the excuse, the limiting belief. All I have to do as the coach in this moment is ask a very powerful question that we can all ask of ourselves, and the question is, Matt, is that true? Okay. So let's pretend, like I say, you're not good-looking enough to do this, and I say, "Is that true?" And you say,
0: "I mean, hopefully, I would say no, but if I believe it strongly enough, do some say yes?" Yes, and then now I, now I want to tell you because if we say no,
1: then that's easy. No, it's yeah. not true. Great. Move on. But yes. a lot of times people will say yes, it is true, or they'll say no, but, and you know what? But does it negates the no? So let's say you do say no, but. There are those that are doing what I'm doing that have these qualities, whether it's good looks or whatever it may be, that therefore I don't know if I'm as qualified as them. And then I ask this question, is it 100% true?
0: Mm. That's hard to say yes to.
1: And, and you can't because no one will ever say yes to that. If they <laughs> do, then you come to me and we do the five-hour breakthrough session. Yeah. But if I say, okay, then, if it's not 100% true, then what is it?
0: What's your favorite drink, Matt? Oh, it's going to be so boring. Uh, oh. You know what? So I love a good club soda with a little lime and lemon in there.
1: Okay, so a really great club soda with a little lime, a little bit of lemon, and a drop, just a drop. So it's not even 1% of the drink cyanide. Will you drink it?
0: No, I sure won't. Okay, so
1: if something is not 100% true, right, and there's even an ounce, a drip of deceit, of cyanide, what does that make it? False. Yeah. Poison. That that false belief is poisonous to you. Okay, so is it true? Is it 100% true? Okay, if it's not 100% true, then what is it? And then they say it's false it's to see it's whatever. And then I say, okay, then what is true? Oh, and now we create a new belief.
0: I love that. And then you flip it around. And then I would, I would imagine after you ask what is true, it's still a process of, it's not like boom and it's over, or maybe it is for some people, but then it's hammering in the belief over time sort of to get proof that it is true.
1: You got it. And is it coming from
0: me or is it coming from the person that I'm asking? I think it's coming from the person that you're asking, but you're also asking great questions.
1: Right. But if I tell them you are good looking enough, right? You are smart enough. You do like, they're not going to believe me, but if it can come from inside them and they can begin to create this new thought pattern, and have new neurons that are firing together and wiring together. And then their, can, their their brain can secrete new chemicals that create hormones and emotions in the body. They are now empowered to feel something that they've never felt before and take actions they've never taken before. All because we changed a thought.
0: It's crazy that a thought, one change of one thought could change somebody's entire life. I'm sure you see it all the time. Absolutely. And
1: you've had those moments before, right? where you all of a sudden believed something new that you'd never believed before. And it was just a tiny idea that is now become what you're doing, right? You're creating a movement that is impacting countless lives because you had an idea, a thought,
0: a thought. And then it becomes a full on mission. That That's yeah. you You seem like you do such a great job of asking powerful, deep questions of people. Do you do that for yourself as well? And are there other questions, not to put you on the spot, but there are other questions we all should be asking to help if there is somebody that's stuck, that's listening to this, that just isn't sure where they should go next?
1: Yeah. So I surround myself with people that I either pay or I give them open permission And these are family members. This is my wife. These are close, dear friends, mentors that I say, listen, if at any point you are seeing something in me that I don't see, I give you permission straight out to tell me or to ask me the question so I can self-discover it myself, because I don't have superpowers. I cannot coach myself. And so then in the second part of your question was, what are some of those questions that we should be asking? And, uh, you know, like, that in and of itself, we could go a million directions. I think the number one question that we should be asking is, do I have clarity on my life mission? Do I know why I'm here? And number two are the decisions that I'm making right now in my life, moving me closer or further away from the fulfillment of that life mission.
0: Oh, how, I mean, as you're saying that I'm thinking to myself, like if you had a gun to my head and said, Matt, give me your life's mission. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Like, I couldn't give you a perfect, you know, an answer that I've been thinking about for years. And now I need to, like, I feel like that should be something we all like, what's the point of getting up in the morning if we don't have clarity on what we want, right? Exactly.
1: Well, and if I ask you in any given moment, why are you doing what you're doing? You will tell me, but to put that in perspective of the big picture, to not have that answer is damning. You can't progress. So asking that question, having that clarity and that answer pulls you forward rather than feeling like you're always having to be pushed and motivated and blah, 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 blah.
0: I I agree 100%. To that point, I'm so glad you used that word because I I don't think I've asked you this. The word motivation or motivated or inspired. Do you have days where you get up and you just think, oh, I don't know if I can do whatever you have to do that day or because you, you always seem like you do such a great job of being prepared, being energized, being focused, like you seem one of the most focused people I've ever had the chance to speak with. Is that you always or are there days, hours, minutes where it's a struggle and you need to even do something to get yourself motivated? Yeah, so let's talk about the word motivated, first of all. The word motivated comes
1: from the Latin word movere, which means to make move. And in my book, I share a quote by David Bednar, and he says, nothing truly makes you move outside of yourself. It always comes from inside. So when I am in a place where I'm struggling to move, and I want to uh, blame some outward circumstances or the environment, what I do is I go inside and I say, what is not being taken care of in here that will help me show up out here? And sometimes it's a 15-minute meditation nap sitting on this chair with the pillow behind my head. <laughs> and sometimes it's a honey, I need to go up in the mountains and get away for an overnighter and backpack by myself. And sometimes it's I need to, you know, go spend some time with God and and worship. And sometimes it's i need a massage and sometimes it's you know like whatever that might be so no i am not immune from a lack of motivation that internal drive we all need to take that time and energy to take care of what's inside so we can show up outwardly as we are expected to
0: well said well said and i know you you've referenced your book which is called strength of strength of the oak strength of the willow right right strength of right. the oak yeah they, oh there we go yeah you got it right there so can you tell us a little i love the title tell us a little bit about and i know it's it's how to find courage and compassion in a turbulent world what's what was what was the motivation for writing the book and what what how is it helping people
1: so 10 years ago, when I finished my master's degree, I said, I will never write anything ever again. <laughs> and then uh, three years ago, I found myself standing in Zion National Park, Southern Utah. Have you ever been there, Matt? You know
0: what? I've been to Utah many times, never to Zion, and I feel like I need to get there.
1: You got to. It. It's a, definitely a bucket list item. In fact, I'm going to ask you to send me a message in the next next 24 hours, and you tell me where in your calendar in the next five years are you going to Zion, okay? I love so it. Cool. I'm standing in the Virgin River, looking up at the sheer Rock Canyon, and it's this beautiful orange-red rock that goes up for hundreds of feet, and I'm having this moment in nature. I'm sure you've had them before as well, where you're just experiencing the grandeur and the majesty of of creation, and it brought a tear to my eye, and I, I just felt it resonating, and then this came into my mind. Andrew, that is a rock. You are my son. Imagine what others will feel when you fulfill the measure of your creation. Oh! And then I'm like full on crying because I'm having like this like rebirth kind of experience. And as I'm in this moment, the words strength of the oak, strength of the willow came to my mind. And I knew that that was the title of a book that I would write. So that's the Genesis story.
0: Oh, that's so good, and and what's the the book is designed to who's it helping? And give us give us a little uh, little teaser.
1: Yeah, so anyone that's experiencing some degree of turbulence in their life, that is wondering how in the world they're going to show up with enough courage for themselves and others that maybe needs a little bit of compassion for themselves and others, and wants a strength, a strength that comes inward so that they can be a leader that they know they need to be in their own life and in the lives of others. And that's what the analogy of the strength of the oak and the strength of the will is all about finding that strength, having that source of a life mission, and then the tools and resources that I give to my coaching clients to build a life that's unrecognizable from where it is today.
0: Oh, that's so good. That is, I love it, man. You You just have such a great way about you that it's I don't know if it's like the word is centered, focused, but you're just, you. I, I have to ask you because I'm just thinking of this now that we're we're chatting and it happened before when we talked as well. Right. How do you remain so present consistently?
1: Right now, Matt, the only person that I'm thinking about is you and your listener. And when we get off, the only person I'm going to be thinking about is the next person that I get to meet with today. And then it's the next person, and then it's my wife because we're going on a date, and then it's the kids as we're getting ready for bed, and then it's my wife because we're going to watch a movie. (laughs) And sometimes people will say, "How was your weekend?" or "How was your week?" or "How was yesterday?" I'm like, I have no idea. I can't even remember what happened Uh, because my my choice is, I'm going to give you, and sometimes that you is me when I'm in the mountains by myself or getting the massage. I'm going to give this moment. I'm going to give you, me, whatever, whoever I'm serving. I'm all in and I don't know who I'm meeting with after you. I just know that we got to get off at 40 after so I can jump into my next appointment. Um, It's about giving all of ourselves to what we've committed with our decisions, with our time and with the people that we are engaged with.
0: Well said, well said. And I mean, you being one of the most powerful coaches around and for those that don't know, and I don't know if you, if you remember this the first time we spoke, you kind of walked me through some of mini tidbit of your process and my mind was blown in about two minutes, which was very impressive. And I want to make sure I get this right because I was talking to Andrew before we started recording and we were hoping to do something special for listeners or viewers today. A- am I am I getting this right that we're is it the first three people, that reach out to, and we're going to link the website into the show notes, but it's freecall.andrewlanderson.com. The first three people that reach out, you're going to give them a free 30 minute phone consultation. Is that correct?
1: Or they want to see my face and want me to see them. We'll even do it over Zoom, phone call or Zoom up to them.
0: Phone call or Zoom, the, to me, this is huge because I swear to you, it was a few minutes and this man asked me questions. It got me thinking deeper than I've ever thought in 39 years on this planet. So definitely take advantage of that. It's only going to be for three people, freecall.andrewlanderson.com. And where the your, the book is all over Amazon, right?
1: Yep. If you want me to read it to you, you can find it on Audible. If you want to read it on your digital device, you can get it through the Kindle app. And then certainly for those that like the hardcover, the paperback, uh, you can have one right on your doorstep.
0: I love it. And we'll link that up in the show notes as well. So we I know we only got a minute or two left. I want to ask you outside of your next appointment, what do you <laughs> think about what is next as far as Goals go. Do you do you think about six 12 plus months down the road? Is there something exciting that Andrew is pumped about that we can root you on for whatever it is?
1: Absolutely. I am building a nonprofit and it just the idea ideation process launched on Monday. I've been thinking about it forever, but I put it into action. I'm launching a nonprofit to provide coaching for young adults 18 to 25 so that they as they come out of high school can continue to have coaches and mentors and teachers and people that care about them. So they're not left alone with professors and employers who just want them to show up and perform a job. So we're going to be building out a worldwide organization to give coaching and life skills and mindset to the rising generation school, your life, school,
0: your life. That's the name of the nonprofit. Yes. School, your life. Well, when this comes out, I don't know if you if you're gonna have the website ready or anything, but no, we, you'll we, have to just like find me and ask me about it. <laughs> we will find you. This this is amazing. Kudos to you and congratulations early on for what a powerful mission. I mean, you already had a powerful mission, but now even spreading it to more and more people, especially those who need it and may not be able to get it. You're yeah, impressive, Andrew. Too. It's awesome. Hey,
1: listen, if you're, uh, if your people can walk away today and do one thing that may or may not change the direction of their life or someone else's, I would ask them to go out and serve someone. When we're struggling to win the battles that are happening in our hearts, if we can just show up and maybe be the answer to the battle of someone else's, then we're gonna win. So I want everyone to drop what they're doing right now after you finish listening to this. And maybe it's a text, maybe it's a phone call, maybe it's a quick hug. I want you to go out and serve someone right now.
0: Oh, that's so good. Myself included, by the way. I'm locked and loaded. I'll text you later tonight and tell you what I did. That's right. And you're gonna
1: tell me when in the next five years you're going to Zion National. I'm
0: going Park. to Zion. I got five years. I'm gonna give you the I'm gonna give you a specific date. Here it is. Boom. Do it. I might just say it right now. I think it's gonna be for my birthday next year. I'm gonna go out to yeah. Zion next September. Locked and Make loaded. <laughs> Andrew, this has been you're just it's just you meet certain people and that connection is just built so quickly. And I feel like as soon as we got on our first call, that's what it was. And I appreciate you. I appreciate your, your honesty, your vulnerability, your humbleness. It's just impressive. Good luck on everything you do. And thanks for hopping on for a few minutes and don't forget the listeners viewers, free call.andrewlanderson.com. We'll link it up first three people, only three are going to get, hooked up big time. I appreciate your time, Andrew. Thank
1: you. And thank you listeners for going out and serving someone.
0: Amen. I love it. And thank you for listening or watching, and we will see you all next week on the podcast. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast and leave a comment. If you enjoyed the show to follow on social media at Matt Scaletti on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok and LinkedIn. Feel free to shoot me a message, reach out. I'd love to hear feedback and wishing you an amazing rest of your week.